Do you consider yourself normal? Then this is not the show for you. Please go somewhere else. This is WYRD. If it's getting weird, it's got to be the Weird Mountain Gals show. You're listening to Byron and Alicia, the Weird Mountain Gals. phone ringing is that's a damn spectrum calling my home line eight or nine or 12 times a day why because Have they not got it in the database that you said because they ain't got nothing better to do because they ain't got good sense and today they were like well we're calling from spectrum and at&t and you know the storm door company and blah 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 and it's some damn recorded line I was so mad. I had to get up. I was trying to paste something together for this card deck we're doing. And I and the phone's ringing and I get up and as I'm going to answer the phone, I'm thinking it's going to be something that's going to piss me off. It's not going to be a friendly voice saying, hey, Byron, how you doing? Haven't talked to you in a long time. No, no, it's either going to be about my risk, my car warranty has uh, expired. <laughs> Or it's going to be damn spectrum, which calls me every day, every <laughs> damn day, multiple they, times. They and love I, you. Let me speak to, I've pushed nine. I've listed, let me speak to your manager. Let me speak. Take me off this list. Take me off this list. <laughs> and it doesn't do a damn bit of good. Do you, you know, there's, I love hearing stories about what people do to people who, call them on these phone phone lines and stuff. I've got a friend actually who claims to do this. When somebody calls her from something like Spectrum or wherever, she just takes the phone and she puts it under a pillow and then just walks away. She just walks away. No, but they, they've gotten so <laughs> smart now, it's not real people. No. It's a computerized program. So the, the thing about real people is I will talk to them for a minute and say, boy, you have got a crappy job and I'm sorry that you do. Working in a call center is really hard. It is. But this is just not something I'm interested in. Please put me on the no call list. But if it's a damn computer calling me, well, number one, I'm not going to have anything to say to it because it's a damn computer calling me. But it's hard then to pull any kind of tricks like the air horn. You know, people will have an air horn. <laughs> an air horn right in somebody's ear. And I wouldn't do that to another human. Because no, I would hope not. You're working a nasty job, and sometimes it's the only job people can get. Well, you're not kidding. I got sent there through the temp agency to a couple of call centers, and it was revolting work. And I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just, yeah, it was awful work. And yeah. I'm not talking about call centers of today but back in the 80s when yeah. I was just out in the job world and I was just hired at uh, the hotel and I'd just been hired through this temp agency too and I really didn't have a lot of job skills they sent me to a couple of them and it's like I don't I would sell people what was it cookbooks was one of them mm. and I and it, it just goes to that whole thing that 
just drives me insane about manipulating people because I remember we would have quotas on how much we would have to sell. Sure. It was, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I feel it's for awful. those people. It's an awful job, and I, I feel sorry for anybody that has to do it. Mm-hmm. I remember I had, gosh, it's been several years ago, this very nice woman which with what I assumed was a, a, an Indian accent. She asked if I would take a, uh, w- would I be willing to take a survey about breakfast foods? And I said, yeah, sure, why not? And, and I went through this whole survey and I corrected her pronunciation. <laughs> so when she would say something about fro- frosted uh, minite wheat cereal, I'd go, oh, no, it's mini, mini. But the big one, and we still laugh about it, my daughter and I do, was Bajal's. Do you, are you a person who for breakfast will have a bajel? And I was like, whoa, bajel, would you spell that for me? And she said, B-A-G-E-L. And I said, oh, it's pronounced bagel, bagel. So I went through the whole thing um, and answered the questions and helped with the pronunciation. At the end of it, she said, she have been really kind to me today. Oh. It made me think about all the people she had probably talked to who had either made fun of her because she couldn't pronounce it, or they'd hung up on her, or they'd yelled at her, or whatever. But I just thought it was fun. And and Basel, Basel, <laughs> very interesting. Because if you look at it, that's the way. I mean, English is such a crazy language anyway. English is crazy. And, and that, that sounds so sophisticated. Doesn't it? Would you have for breakfast perhaps a bajul? Like a bajul, yeah, yeah, I baby. Have it with perhaps some salmon, perhaps. <laughs> anyway, she was very sweet, and I loved doing that. And and I have the credit card that I have today because this fella called me late in the evening, and he called from um, Dublin, and he was with this credit card company. I was like, yeah, I don't really need a, another credit card. And and so what's the weather like? And we were on the phone for like 45 minutes talking about Dublin and Irish culture and the language and what was happening in the music scene. We had this amazing conversation. <laughs> and, and I said, you know, I've kept you on the phone so long. I feel like, why don't you just go ahead and sign me up for that credit card? And he said, no, no, no. It's been my pleasure to talk to you and to talk to somebody who really loves Dublin as much as I do and all this stuff. But, but I still ended up with the credit card, but, it, but I got it just because we had such a great conversation. That's awesome. Never, never underestimate the power of a good conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And you get to, I mean, I'm not Irish, but I'm Irish descended. You get two Irish people together and man, we just don't stop talking. <laughs> yeah. Now I've never experienced that with you. Never. Not once. <laughs> not ta- about not talking. Oh, no, no. I'm a talker. All right. Yes, you are. Boy, I tell you what, now I enjoyed talking with Judy Rhodes last week. You're going to have to go. One that very fine. Yep. I'm going to take you up on her mountains one of these days here. And we're about ready to, to bust out. It's spring all over, but I'm I'm still being pretty cautious right now. How about you? Well, that's good because, I mean, you had it. You had the dreaded disease. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm being cautious, too. I, 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 was, I put on uh, social media today about yesterday I gave my friend Lynn McElroy a big old hug. 
but both of us have been vaccinated. We're both past our two week point. And she had offered me a new rain barrel and I, we went out to get it. And I saw her and we were about to do that elbow thing. And I just went, oh, to hell with it. Come here, young. And <laughs> we had a big old hug. It was good. It was very good. Yep. Well, I am taking my mom Friday to get her hair cut. Oh, boy. And she can't wait. I, I can't blame her. But she claims to get headaches because her hair is so long. Oh, it's uh, I'm getting a headache because my hair is so long. It's really how long? Cool. Her hair is not as long as yours. And you <laughs> get headaches. Oh, her hair is short. <laughs> um, but she prefers to keep it really short. Yeah. And yeah. When she was, uh, when she worked, she kept it really super. Actually, she's kept it really short all her life. And she just likes that. And she said, how do you walk around with your hair like that? I don't understand. And I said, I can't stand to have my hair cut. Where's her out? Yeah, this is, I cannot stand when I have my hair cut. Since I was a kid, I can't stand it. They cut my hair the first time and I cried and cried and cried. Oh. Yep. And they never tried again. (laughs) So, and I remember my granny telling me, you know, don't, don't, don't let them make you cut your hair. If I'm gone, don't let them make you cut your hair if you don't want to. That was my dad's mom. So, yeah. Well, a woman's, a woman's hair is her crowning glory. Oh boy. Now that's something I haven't heard in years. That's from scripture. It is. And it used to be something that people said from town time to time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Th- that's why women didn't cut their hair. A lot of women still don't cut their hair because of that people used to mistake me for a Mennonite sometimes at oh, the hotel because of our, yep. And because of our um, uniforms and towards the end of my, of my reign, I quit wearing makeup for the most part. Uh-huh. And people would see me and I'd have this long hair and I'm playing and I'm in a gray uniform and they'd ask me if I was Mennonite. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Yes. I am a Mennonite. So you gave around here. (laughs) Did you know that Mennonites are people who collect money from everyone else? Have some money. (laughs) Have some money and give it to me. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. I'm just kidding. Mennonites don't do that. (laughs) We have to apologize for all our humor anymore because somebody is going to be offended at basically everything we say anymore. Well, and, and I'm just at that age now because I have hit official crone time where I'll say stuff and I just, I mean, I get on Twitter and I'll say stuff like, y'all just need to take a seat and shut up. I'm just done with hearing all your crap and I'm just done. And y'all are just stop being, this is my favorite new thing is to say, stop being foolish. Stop being foolish. foolish. You sound like that, me. My that is simply nonsense, that thing you just wrote. It's nonsense. It's like, it's not even a fairy tale. It's just ridiculous. You should hold back some. No, no, no. I'm trying to hold back on my complaining because I do too much of that. Well, I feel like I do that too. I was just looking, trying to see what the last thing I posted up there. I, I love Twitter. I love Twitter. I actually really love Twitter uh, way more than I should. I love it and hate it because sometimes, because the people I follow are really, they're really smart. They're, 
they're thinkers and medievalists and poets. And so they're people that mostly when I read them, they, they're so inspiring. And then I have some political people that I follow. But lately I've been following some pagan folks and they are just, they are not what they need to be. Yeah, I know what you mean. They're, you mean. they're filled with drama. It's all about the drama. And I keep saying, why, why are you listening to that? Don't you? It's the Ballard query. Ain't you people got no gods to worship? No ancestors to take care of? Yeah, you but the moon is full. Time, you spend all your time on TikTok having yes. some 19-year-old tell you what tarot cards you can and cannot use. Really? <laughs> That's what you're doing now? Yeah. You, maybe you need to write a book or, you know, grow a garden or go feed the hungry or something. That's right. Or face your demons in some other way. God almighty. Oh, it is exhausting. Well, and and we were talking before the show about the drama that's gone on with this full moon. Holy mothers. And I mean, I've been I've been smacked with it, but I haven't. It hasn't been my drama because the moon is full in Scorpio mm -hmm. and my moon oh. is in Scorpio. So it's uh, I've been irritable as anyone who has followed me on Facebook when I wrote about driving through downtown Asheville yesterday or driving all around Asheville yesterday. I was ready to take a shillelagh out and start whapping some people. I'm telling you what. Some some of them need to be whapped around there. Toyota, they start riding my ass, and I'm in my little tiny Toyota, and I'm already going 10 miles over the speed limit on some little windy ass road. But there's somebody in some big old giant vehicle called Excalibur or Hallelujah or some you know giant gas guzzling piece of tin, and they just they've got to get to the brewery, man. I gotta get out to the mountains. I gotta get I gotta get driving up on the Blue Ridge Parkway. Come on, lady, get out of my way, get out of my way. And I'm like, you do you do not want to mess with this little woman. <laughs> I got a damn shillelagh right here, and I will get out of my car. And first I'm gonna do your headlights on my way to your windshield, on my way to the driver's side window. <laughs> so I, I wouldn't if I was you. Why is it that when well, I don't know if you do it every time, but I know I do when I get really mad. I want to break a window. Have you? Oh, is that is that like a is that like an Appalachian thing or what? I don't I know. Don't know. Break a window, slam a door. You remember right. Ernest T. Bass? It's me. It's, <laughs> me. it's Ernest T. And he would throw his deal was throwing rocks through windows. Yes. Yes. country song about um about slashing his tires and cutting your name into his leather seats and it had to be a woman Faith oh, yeah. uh golly somebody will know it i could look it up i guess is it a vintage is it an old song or new oh, i don't know maybe 10 years old not too not too old it's not a vintage country song <laughs> 
Yeah, all the ones that I like are vintage now. I don't even care. I'm vintage myself. <laughs> hey, but you know, I want to. It's, it's go the one that goes. Um, I took a Louisville slugger to bowhead lights. Oh, I don't know. Carved my name into his leather seats. That's what happens to brother. I carved my name into his leather seats. I took a Louisville slugger to bowhead lights. Slashed a hole in all four tires. Maybe next time he'll think before he cheats. <laughs> and I was in a convenience store probably five years ago, and I just gotten gas, and I had come in to get the receipt. And that song came on the radio, and this convenience store was full of, like, middle-aged women. Yeah. And we all started singing that. Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody knew all the words to it. That's funny. <laughs> Okay, I took a Louisville slugger to both headlights. Um, it's Carrie Underwood. Oh. <laughs> and, it, and it's called Before He Cheats, official video. Okay, Before He Cheats. That'll go up there. Oh, golly. It is just one of those songs. And it's all about, I mean, she smashes his headlights and scrawls across his paint job. She just, she, and he's inside some honky-tonk with another woman. And she is just messing up his ride <laughs> big time but she had to have smashed a window then because that's the way oh you know she did yeah <laughs> well she's got a louisville slugger she can smash she can smash the hood and the trunk she smash whatever she wants to with that that's it well my oh, preferred yeah. method was a brick the last time oh, i got yeah. mad enough to break glass i wanted to to throw a brick through a window <laughs> Ooh. yeah anyway <laughs> I don't know how we got on that. That's me feeling like it's just a crazy moon. It is. But you reminded me of another angry woman song. Yeah. Do you remember Alanis Morissette wrote that You Ought to Know? Yeah. You know, that, is, that was like the angry woman anthem song. And then the generation, every generation has got their little anthem. Like, remember Helen Reddy, I Am Woman? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am woman, hear me, whatever it was. Her there's always the one where some woman has thrown the man out for the last time. It's like, you always come worming your way back, but this time, buddy, I've changed all the locks. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Change the locks, cut a hole in every one of your tires. <laughs> Next <laughs> time, don't do that on the full moon. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, I remember hearing, reading, or common knowledge or whatever, I remember having the opinion that full moons affected uh, emergency rooms and police departments. And I, my mother would say that too. She would confirm that to me that, oh no, it's a full moon. Oh my God, it's going to be crazy at work. And since yeah. then I've heard a lot of people say stuff like that, but, you know, I guess, I don't know. I guess it's just the moon affects those of us who are sensitive to those things. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. I'm, I, I love the dark moons because I like, I just think they're beautiful to look at, first of all. And yeah. I just like the energy of them. I don't know if like is the exact word, but I respond to it. I think it's the word. It feels correct. I remember falling asleep under these moons you know, watching them cycle through their phases through the years. And 
just fast. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. I think the moon was a lot more important in average daily knowledge. You know, the average person back in the day was more cognizant of the moon and the phases of the moon than they are now. And you know why? Because they weren't on Facebook and Twitter I was and Instagram and Reddit. So yeah. they could get their ass out of a chair and go outside and look at the sky. Mm-hmm. That's why. Yeah. You know, oh. unless unless I'm too sick, I look at the sky every night of my life. Yeah, me too. too me too. I just love but it. But I, I like it when it's when it's dark moon because you, the stars are so much seem so much brighter. Mm-hmm. That's. But I like full moon too. Like you, I always get good rest at full moon. Yeah. I'm not somebody that gets agitated at it normally and then this past full moon um i had that weird thing on sunday where i slept really well saturday night and then sunday i took a five hour nap and i had muscle pains and aches and a little fever Hmm. a little bit of headache and somebody said well that sounds like you had a reaction to your second vaccination I said, but I had that like eight days earlier. And they said, oh, no, it can happen. It can happen much later than two or three days. So I don't know what it was, but it knocked me flat. Slept for five hours during the wow. day and then slept for about eight or nine hours Sunday night. That ought to do you for a few years. <laughs> I think so. But I woke up this morning and I had like six and a half hours sleep. And I thought, oh, just two more hours. That would be perfect. <laughs> I'll, I sleep this. I generally get up right about when I want to. And I don't know why that is. It's just something. And my father could do that too. He would just decide when he wanted to wake up and he would wake up right then. Yeah. I do that too. When I'm traveling and I've got to get a plane at but o'clock in the morning out of the Asheville airport, I, I, I don't even set the alarm. I just go, Oh, I'm going to have to get up at three 30 then. And I get, a, I wake up like three 20. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I've got a good inner clock. I generally wake up at seven o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Isn't that weird? No, that's I and think then, that's pretty normal. I've enjoyed. I had an experiment when I first got. I you know working life was kind of ruled by a clock, and so yeah. when I when I got out of it and I kind of was my own boss, I had an experiment for a while where I didn't wake up with a clock at all. And I found that I would wake up naturally about 7.30 or 8. But it would depend on the season. So I guess I'll just wake up with yeah. the sun. So, you know, a little bit after the sun is up or something. And that's fine, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I always get, it must be related to the light somehow. Because when we change from daylight savings or to daylight savings, then I, there's always that weird, like a week where my body wakes up at seven o'clock in the old time. Yeah. Or it wakes up. No, it wakes up when the light is the way it was in the old time. And that would either be seven o'clock or it would be six o'clock or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So it takes my body about a week to adjust to that. But that, that's not bad. That's not so bad. Well, are you looking forward to getting out and doing some traveling? I am. I am. I've got my first thing. I mean, I'm doing my a festival now, but it's all virtual. But I'm doing a thing in the second week in June over in uh, Missouri um, called Three Gates. It's going to be a really small festival gathering, really. It's not quite a festival. 
um, and I'm going to teach three classes and I'm going to lead a ritual. And um, I, I think it's going to be pretty fun and pretty intense, but it'll be a small crowd. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I play these big old festivals like Pagan Spirit Gathering. I mean, I'm doing Starwood this year, too. Oh, nice. Um, and the, the big ones, there's a, there's a lot that's fun about a big festival because there's a lot of great energy and, you know, just it's just it's just yummy. I love those big festivals. But there's something about a small festival where you really get to know people and you can sit, you know, under your pop up with any number of, of people and just talk about real, real stuff. Because I'm at the place now, I'm, I'm good at small talk, but I'm just not interested much in, in engaging in that non way. But yeah, I'm looking forward to getting back on the road. I'm looking forward to us finally doing some weird mountain gal road trips. I know. know. The question is, uh, where's it going to be first? Soco Gap. I vote for Santa's Land, Soco Gap, Cherokee. Nope. Let's do it. Can can we get up to Mile High Ghost Mountain or is that all closed again? I don't know. I think it's probably closed. Don't we know who owns that? Dang. Hey, if you're the person who owns Mile High Ghost Town in the sky, uh, please, please contact us and just let us go up there. Come on, let us go up there. We'll take some photos if you want us to. That'd be good. And we'll get you, we'll get you jump started. Come on. You know what would piss you off. Ghost town in the sky. Yeah. Be great. <laughs> the we'll thing go up on the chairlift. <laughs> what if you got up there and they were converting it to multi-use dwellings? <laughs> All right. Uh, high-end condominiums. That's probably what yeah. they Because <laughs> of the view. They'll yeah. have their own in railway to get up to work. Yeah. Yeah. Get up well, you know, there's got to be, I mean, I'm guessing there's got to be a, a way for trucks to get in and out of there. So it can't just be the, the inclined railway and the uh, chairlift. I don't know. Cause I, how, I mean, how do you get all the Coca-Cola up there? You know, I'm just saying. That's a good question. And yeah, there's got to be truck entrance somewhere. We should run the gift shop. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, that should be our thing, man. We should, we should, we should, uh, ahead of time, go to these amusement places and say, Weird Mountain Gals wants to run the gift shop for one hour. Just let us be, just let us be selling your product for you. Yeah, just, just behind the counter. And we'd just be standing around going, you know what you need? You need your little bit stuffed bear because bears are so big here. Come on now. Come on over here with me. I'm going to show you our bears. Yes, you would. You'd sell a bunch of them too, wouldn't you? Oh, my God. So, Byron. Yes, sir? In the process of trying to do, do my research and learn about the cards and getting them customized and the whole process of it, I cannot tell you all the weird, cool cards that I've seen, but I also <laughs> have can tell you that out of all the weird, cool cards I've seen, I actually think ours are going to be maybe the weirdest and the coolest. Yeah, I'm not just saying that. I'm not just saying that. 
Well, I've had a, um, a bunch of people, because, you know, I've been posting pictures, kind of me sketching or how, whatever, and people are really excited about it. I hope they will stay excited while we get it finished. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, we, we should find a way to, to have something special for everybody, don't you think? I don't I know. I think so, too. I just, I don't know. I just feel so, I feel hopeful and excited. And, and honestly, I'm thrilled at what a good artist you were because when you said, oh, oh, I'll draw them, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know that you knew, I didn't know you were an artist. I know. It's yeah. funny because my, my life is compartmentalized. My daughter will tell you that every 10 years, her mom reinvents herself. So every 10 years, I, I put in the bank what it is I've been doing. I don't drop it completely, but then I go on to really focus on something else. And so the, um, the last 10 years have been a lot of writing and traveling. And, um, and before that, you know, there were other things. But one of those things was, I mean, I've been sketching as long as I can remember. When I was a little kid, I just drew all the time. And um, and I was even an art major for a hot minute in college before wow. I my major. But most people don't know that about me because I don't, you know, I don't say, hey, look at this thing. I drew that. What do you think? So no, I, I, I had no idea. Yeah. None. So I was glad to surprise you with that. And it's, what a good surprise, too, though. I like it. The, the thing is, is it's weird mountain. I mean, it really is. And so I'll be interested to see if it stands the the public scrutiny test, if they like them or not. Yeah, yeah, me too. It, it's, it's hard yeah. for me to be um, non, what's that word that I'm looking for? It's hard to me. To be objective. It's hard for me to be non-objective or objective. Objective. Because yeah. I'm right in the middle of the process. Yep. And I, I, you know how I feel about Weird Mountain. And it's, I've never had a place in my life that I loved like this place. True. Yeah. And there's just something about it. And so knowing you, and you're kind of picky about stuff, you wouldn't want a product to go out about Weird Mountain. Because you're even more attached to Weird Mountain than I could ever be, you see. So the fact that you're a good artist and you're able to do that is cool. <laughs> I really thought I was going to end up, you know, trying to do it myself. And I was happy to, happy to. Happy I just remember your reaction was so funny. It was like, wait a minute, you you are going to design these cars? I mean, you didn't say it quite like that, but that was kind of the feeling about like, I, I'm pretty dubious about this. I, I don't know, lady. Well, I was I was going to wait and see what happened. You know, I would tell you if I didn't if I didn't like them or something, I would tell you. Well, and we want our uh, listeners to know, too, that we have we've not yet thrown away the, uh, the thought of doing a Kickstarter. Mm -mm. But um, I'd like to wait and make that decision when I get to the halfway point of designing the cards. Yeah. So right now, 10 of them are are pretty solidly roughed in They're dear. They are designed and laid out and all that. When I get to 12 of them, which is half of the 24, then I think you and I need to have a good, hard conversation and go, well, 
I guess we're really going to do this thing. <laughs> so maybe we want to. And the, the whole point of the Kickstarter for me is all about getting people excited about these yeah. cars. Yeah. And excited about Weird Mountain. So yeah. we'll, see, uh, we'll see how that all works out. I dare say that if people knew more about Weird Mountain, they'd be as fascinated with it as I am. Yeah. Well, and once people can um, can visit and, you know, travel, then we can do, you know, kind of limited edition Weird Mountain Porch Party, Weird, Weird Mountain Tea Party, you know, that kind of stuff. The backyard would be a beautiful place for a tea yeah, party. Yeah, it would till I get to raise beds in there and start raising some damn vegetables. Oh, well. And well, we could put it over there by the toilet. <laughs> That toilet's going in the front yard, my friend. <laughs> oh, yeah. The neighbors are going to love. Well, the neighbors, you know what the neighbors can do? Yes, I do. Yes, go ahead and point me right outside the door. <laughs> so until their cats and their dogs stay off my property and don't poop in my backyard, then they don't have really much to say, do they? Uh-uh, not really. As long as I'm not making a lot of noise and disturbing people, disturbing the peace. Whatever, I was it's, yeah, yeah. Anyway. I know. What can you say? You're a good neighbor. I'd, I'd be willing to bet. I'm a quiet neighbor. Yeah. I mean, it's some for some people, it's uncomfortable to have a witch neighbor. But that's just because they're not, they're not used to having one. No. If they had a witch neighbor, they'd get, like, fresh vegetables and, you know, poultices when they weren't feeling good. And <laughs> just a little bit of spring tonic and maybe a tincture. I was going to say maybe a little elderberry or something. Although you didn't do the elderberry this year, did you? Oh, yes, I did. Did you? I did. I've got a gallon of elderberry tincture that is tinctured in traditional Appalachian alcohol. Oh. As you know, because you were the middleman for that uh, purchase. That 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 sweet purchase. Yes. Yep. So, yes, I... Uh, I have elderberry, but, you know, it has been half the herbalists said it was contraindicated for COVID, mm -hmm. that it could give you that whatever it is, plasticine storm, that pirate. Oh, that cytogen storm yeah, or whatever. That one, yes, exactly. Ooh, I keep calling it a pyroclastic flow. I know that's really what happens with volcanoes, not with when your lungs collapse. <laughs> but anyway, so I've still got a lot of elder, elderberry tincture, but it'll be fine next year. Mm -hmm. and, and considering what it's tinctured in <laughs> quite the preservative the ultimate yes, preservative. <laughs> i might just start drinking it for fun the tincture well you might as well i wonder if that would make a difference well if you're vaccinated or not i don't, I don't know. know who knows i mean we don't know much about any of this do we mm -hmm. no I, I i've often in the last few months sat there, talked with the, talked with my grannies in my, in my mind or talked to them, however you want to say it. And, uh, and my thought has been, I've had two thoughts. And one is, man, I wish that I could hear their thoughts on the current political situation and climate in the United States, because I feel like they would find a way to set me set me straight or set me back on this path where I feel a little more at ease with things, but I don't right now. I'm, and I, and I know that they'd be fascinated with it too, you know, and then the other one was what would their opinions be about this whole 
COVID mess. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, and I love the idea that granny's in your head. Um, uh, we were talking today about all the changes in, in Asheville, and I was wondering about the people who were here when they took down the Battery Park Hill uh, and the yeah. original Battery Park Hotel, and they used the dirt from the hill to fill in the ravine that became Cox Avenue and South Slope. Mm -hmm. And I wondered if people then were like, well, I just don't know what's going with, with this town. You remember how pretty that hotel was up on the hill? And that hotel was, and that hill was just such a nice vantage point to look out over Bow Catcher Mountain. I just swear this place is going to the dogs. And what are they going to do down filling in that ravine? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm sure every time there's been a big change in this town, people have reacted not very well. And, and sometimes for a good reason, you know, that dirt that they filled it in, filled in on Cox Avenue. And it went down also on that road that goes further south below Cox Avenue there. I forget the name of it. But, you know, they buried a lot of people there. Did you know that? They had to relocate some bodies. Um, and they re relocated the bodies there. And they had all of this new dirt. It was not as compacted as the original dirt would have been. And from what I understand, they got a huge batch of black flies because of it. And it stuck. And they offered <laughs> huge, huge. And it was such a, a terrible thing in the town. And it was so pervasive. It was everywhere mm -hmm. that they were offering people money for every fly that you caught. And oh, I hadn't heard that. <laughs> Golly, that's yep. pretty good. And they had kids who were out there making money by going to people's houses and catching these flies. And then they turn them in, they get this money back. And pretty soon the adults got in on the act and they quit doing it. But from okay. what I understand, it's, it substantially reduced the flies because everybody wanted to make some money and they just go around and catch these flies and throw them in these papers. Oh yeah. Can't you see it? I tell you. That's our town for you, though. I, I mean, I can't imagine. I guess in a way that's pretty innovative, but. Well, yeah, I mean, if that's what's going to get you to get rid of the fly problem, I guess that's it. Yeah. Well, and, and you and I were both alive when they cut through the open cut. Oh. Uh, Void Tunnel Road and what a mm -hmm. nightmare that was. The open wound. Yeah. Open wound. I'll never forget how sad that was. And I agree that traffic needs to have a place to go, but damn. Well, I can remember my, my cousin. God, this would have been probably in the 70s, I guess. Maybe the late 60s. She got a speeding ticket on Tunnel Road because she was doing like 48 in a 25 or something like that. And the big joke was, how could anybody speed on Tunnel Road? Because before that open cut, it was bumper to bumper, and it moved about three miles an hour. It was yeah. the traffic was terrible, but there was also lots of stuff to do on Tunnel Road. So, Tunnel Road was a much better place. There was yeah. a Masons, which turned into a Brindles, which turned into something big else. Lots. Big lots. Big lots. Yeah, that's where the big lots is. Yep. And Bavarian Cellar. Oh, golly. What a great <laughs> restaurant that was. I, I have myself personally drunk a lot of white wine <laughs> in Bavarian Cellar. Probably you and a lot of other people. Now, yeah, I don't have I would think anything so. there, but. A whole lot there. of 
whole lot of crazy rednecks. <laughs> yeah, we used to play there. Bucks. Yeah, bucks. Yeah. <laughs> That's a. I've never been. But I've heard no, I don't all think I about it. it either, because you know that's the that was other on the other end of town for us. because yeah. we were out in West by God Buncombe County. So. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, well, there was a lot of stuff on Tunnel Road back in the day. A Shoney's. There was a Shoney's there, and I guess yeah, the Shoney's was a Shoney's and Masons. That was the reason for me to get on Tunnel Road, and the yeah. Asheville Mall didn't exist yet. Mm mm. No. No. Oh, yeah, well. things change. Just things change for sure. <laughs> One well, of I remember my grandmother who had gotten her family out of this mill village in West End. She still was heartbroken when they cut through the expressway because it took out so much of the neighborhood that she remembered, even though she didn't necessarily remember it very fondly. Mm-hmm. But it did. It made a huge change in this neighborhood. It yeah. took a big chunk of it away. Yeah. A lot of we had a fancy ass developer come in and decide he was going to call this area Chicken Hill. But the reality is that the part of it that was Chicken Hill was taken when they cut through the expressway. There's only a little bit of the original Chicken Hill left. It's got, I think, two houses on it. I think I'd heard that somewhere before, yeah. too. Yeah, so it's crazy. Our town, I, and I realized that you and me talk about overdevelopment a lot. And last week when I was driving away after we recorded and we were talking about that with Judy a little bit, and and I thought, well, I know that this is exactly what the generation in front of me and the, or behind me and the sure. generation behind them. And, and I know that they all felt the exact same way. It still doesn't make it right. It still doesn't make it feel any better. You know, for me, I just see so much waste everywhere I look. It's just wasted space, a waste of resources. Not to- yeah, I, I don't know. I'm... Um- I'm, I'm upset sometimes when I see a building that I know went up five or six years ago and it is somehow cheaper to knock it down and rebuild something very similar yeah. than it is to go in and re, revamp it or rehab it. And I'm, you know, it's not a field I'm familiar with, but things can be saved. They have more than just their face value. I think, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, but, and- I'm not, but I'm also not a developer, so I'm not trying to squeeze every last penny I can out of whatever the land will bring or the building will bring. And so I've got to cut all of my expenses as tight as I can. Oh, and I, I, you're charitable right now towards the developers. No, I'm not because I hate every damn one of them. I, I, I was going to say, I just don't. I, th- I think they're motivated by too much greed, I, but I'm, I don't think that that's anything new and I'm, I'm despair of being able to do anything about it. No, in fact, I am pretty much, I'm pretty much resigned to, there's not anything I can do about it. That's terrible. That's just, that's awful. It's awful because we love this place. Both of us do. And I, I hate seeing it, but what are we going to do? Restrict breeding for generations? Oh, I mean, there are, there, are th- there are things we could do. There are things that without the Chamber of Commerce that we have and without the elected officials that we have, 
we could have made some different decisions, but we didn't. Mm-hmm. We didn't. We did a few things right as a city, uh, but they've had some questionable ends. I mean, when the depression came around in 30, 30, I guess, 31, 32, 29, whatever, when the depression came around, many cities, it's my understanding, went bankrupt and did not pay the federal government back for some loans and so on and lost some buildings. And Asheville was one of the few cities that actually paid their debt back. But the way that they did it was by not building new buildings. So why, that's why we have Charlotte looking like it does. That's why we have Atlanta looking like it does. And that's because uh, as time went on, they couldn't wait to just replace their buildings and they had more money to do it than we did. So Asheville had to have those old outdated Art Deco buildings, which we now realize are beautiful and make the city unique. Yeah. So I don't know how we got on that subject, but yeah, developers suck. <laughs> <laughs> the gals went on and on to talk about developers for, well, let's just say it was a long time. They told me to tell you how much they appreciate you listening, and they look forward to hearing from you soon. Until next time, stay weird, y'all. Hey, thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have, so I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Many thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. W-Y-R-D Mountain Gals.